friends, and welcome to another edition of the No BS BFS Podcast. And we got a great week in store. The first major of 2020, finally it's here, and it's the PGA Championship hosted in San Francisco, California at TPC Harding Park. So, Nick, before we get into that, though, we'll quickly recap last week. Um, just, I guess, you go first on how you did with all your bets and DraftKings and so forth at the St. Jude. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a podcast for you guys. Um, was that That's on us, but um, it was actually a great week. Um, I got JT after round two at 20 to one. So uh, that was a nice hit. And on DraftKings, I went 100% JT, 100% Shane Lowry, and 100% Dustin. And you know, Dustin was T12 and Shane was T9. So, um, it was a great week. Uh, that, that's kind of a strategy I like to use for WGC or any no cut event is just go a hundred percent on guys because, you know, with, with the no cut, everybody's going to be live to win. So you kind of got to plant your flag and make a stand somewhere. And yeah, it was a great week. Um, profit of about, about 700 bucks. And, uh, yeah, we've been, pretty hot lately so hopefully we can keep it going into this week exactly yeah i hit the 20 to 1 on jt as well so i cashed in on that he took it down came through and then uh i had a lot of xander finished t6 combined with a lot of jt um some other good plays i had is uh chez Reeve and ben on really came through for me for under 7k guys so yeah it was quite a very solid, profitable week, but yeah. Other than that, let's just jump right into the, this week, which we got a major championship in store. It should be a awesome. Well, obviously, it's a st- absolute stacked field. Major, no surprise. Adam Scott's even finally gonna play. So, I'm very amped up for this uh, tournament. So we'll just jump right into it here. Uh, we got as far as the weather, it's it looks like, at least what I've been hearing and seeing here, that it looks like in the morning, if you're making a bunch of lineups, I would suggest possibly a strategy is stacking some of the morning, uh, you know, guy in the morning wave on Thursday because it looks like the winds are going to be pretty calm in the morning. Then in the afternoon, it's really going to kick up. And then as far as the rest of the week, obviously weather can be unpredictable, but just an idea there, um, just in case, because they could have a little bit of an advantage, it looks like, if this holds. Um, but the weather, it's going to be colder than what these players have been seeing. It's going to be in the mid-60s. Nothing too, you know, cold, obviously. Um, you know, it's still fine weather, but it's going to be sunny. Um, and then, obviously, the winds, they're right on the coast. So, you know, it looks like I mentioned already, the winds are going to be definitely a factor, though. Um and obviously the course, you got tight fairways. You know, it's a major championship, so the roughs, heard the rough is pretty long and thick. So, you know, you're going to want to hit fairways. And also just um, obviously the course is going to play longer because, um, you know, uh, it's, it's like around 7,400 yards, but it's going to play a little longer than that just because of the colder temperatures and, and yeah, there's quite a bit of uh, you know, left and right dog legs here. I saw, you know, and there's not that much water. Um, there's a lot of bunkers, and obviously, like I mentioned, the rough. You know, you want to try to stay out of it. 
Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough test for them. The greens are going to be very firm. We got bent grass greens this week. So, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Um, other than that, um, as far as key stats for me, I just really – I think your all-around game's got to be working unless you get really hot in one part of your game to make up for the lack somewhere else. Um, but I think you're going to have to be pretty consistent everywhere because off the tee, if you can't hit a fairway, you know, you're not going to – very likely going to be unable to contend. And then, you know, obviously your approach game, the green – we got pretty big greens this week compared to some uh, recent events. So – you know, obviously, strokes gain approach is still uh, very, you know, going to be important because you got to. There's not going to be a lot of scoring opportunities out here. I I expect the winner to maybe only be, depending on how these wins uh, end up, you know, the the winner could only be, uh, you know, in single digits, like eight under, seven under, or something, or even if you know if they make double digits, it's going to be low, like twelve under or something. So it's going to be playing pretty tough, like we expect to, you know, usually for a major championship. Um, but yeah, the ball striking is going to be necessary. You know, you want to give yourself those opportunities. Obviously, you know, I favor guys that are really good putting on bent grass because these greens are huge, but you know, depending on, I'm sure there's going to be some different tough pin locations and, you know, you're, sometimes you're going to have a long putt. You're going to have to, you know, if you can make those, that's why I do favor some guys that are really good putting on bent as long as the rest of their games, you know, working and playing well. And then, but one big thing, um, cause I'm not going on too much stats this week. It's more just the thing is who I looked at was who plays really good in these conditions where, you know, as far as my model, I did just kind of who, you know, when the rough is long and the fairways are tough to hit and so forth. And just the, based on the yards, but yeah, we got some really long par fives, um, some really beast, long par fours that are going to be playing over 500 yards, some par threes that are going to play over 200. So there's also some shorter holes, which, you know, those will be where the birdie opportunities will come. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a test for these guys. And there's going to probably be some big names that just don't have their game going. They're going to miss the cut. So again, it's going to be tough. It's going to be another tough week to get six to six through, but if you can do it, you'll obviously be in contention to win a lot of cash. So, other than that, for me, one big thing I do like, though, is strokes gained off the tee a lot. Not necessarily for distance, but more just because it's a, you know, it's a basis of accuracy and distance. So really just guys, you know, I want them to be gaining strokes off the tee. Um, and then obviously, you know, still, if your irons aren't, you know, I mean, I want them to be on. I'm picking a lot of guys that are good with their irons, but. If not, you know, you need to be really good around the greens to make up for that and I, or be a really good putter as well. So, yeah, it's about all my thoughts, Nick. So what's your thoughts on as far as your stats and anything else you want to mention before we get into our DraftKings picks? Uh, not much to say. You touched on it really well, I thought. Um, I just – I know it's going to be – it's going to be colder there. So, so you're going to want the guys, you know, that – their bodies can handle it, <clears throat> Tiger Woods. So you do not want the guys whose back's going to give out. And, you know, I mean, you can just picture it. You know, you can easily sting your hands in these cold conditions.
And um, it's just it's going to be a different test this week. I mean, it's it's surprising to say that about California in the summertime, but I mean that's what the weather calls for this week. So I think it's going to be really important to hit the fairways. And then another stat that I really like that I think is going um, under talked about this week is uh, greens and regulation from 200 yards plus. I feel like those shots, they're difficult shots, obviously. And if you're hitting the green, it's going to be pretty simple to two putt and get your par and move on to the next hole, which is going to be picking strokes up on the field. Whereas, you know, a 200 yard shot, a lot of guys are going to be spraying on a lot of guys are going to have to scramble. And then it's just this and this and this and that. And then it turns from a four into a five into a six. So I feel like 200 yard plus shots are very important. So I'm really eyeing the guys that have been good from that distance this year. All right, sweet. Yeah, that's a totally agree with that. I mean, that's a sneaky stat. Um, yeah, you're definitely right. I haven't heard much talk on that stat. So that's definitely, uh, yeah, I could see why that, you know, I definitely agree with you there. Um, so yeah, other than that, I guess, uh, we'll just jump right into our picks. I'm ready to roll here. Um, I've already locked in, I've locked in my core guys here. I'm all, unlike some weeks, I know I always say, Oh, I'm not quite sure of my picks. I'm, I'm confident for the most part in who I'm picking. Uh, I've made already a few lineups at this point to record here on Wednesday afternoon, but, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it, Nick. I'll let you lead us off, um, if you don't mind. Uh, ten. Uh, we'll do – actually, yeah, we'll go 10K and above range. Who are you liking up there, if anybody? I'm sure a few guys you like. Yeah, so a lot of question marks in this range, and I'm sure you've heard that on other podcasts. But, you know, we got JT coming off the win. In general, the guys don't win back-to-back. Brooks Kepka seemingly coming into form. However, you go back a few weeks longer of a sample size and the guy sucks. Rory just not up to speed with his irons after the restart. Rom seems to be the on top of the world and then bust at the WGC. Bryson you know, wins at the Rocket Mortgage, then makes a 10 and gets himself out of contention. And then last week, I think he made another quadruple bogey. So, and and also his stats, his irons have been horrible the last two weeks. One of the worst in each of the fields and his putters carried him. I don't, we don't know if that can be sustained. And then Xander just, you know, just kind of, you know, he's always going to pick up ownership, but he's just kind of lurking around there. But in general, I got one guy that I feel most comfortable with here, and that's my man at 10-5, John Rahm. Now, John, you know, we all remember his 2017 breakout victory at the Farmers. Jim Nance, iconic call, you know, that 50-foot eagle he made on 18. I mean, it was just an incredible tournament. John's a California guy. Arizona State, you know, he's used to the West Coast. This really seems like this course can fit his build, too. He's great off the tee, good with his long irons. Scrambling is, you know, it's not going to get him out of the tournament. And so I'm, I'm really liking John Rahm. Next up to bat for me would be probably Justin Thomas. He just seems like, you know, he can get extremely hot. And I would just be really shocked if, 
if he was one of the worst out of these guys. So, but in general, I'm just going to play John Rahm and then a little bit of Justin Thomas and then even a little bit less of Brooks Kepka just because I'm not going to be the fool who didn't play Brooks Kepka after he looks yeah. like he's in great form the last week, you know, just in time for the major. He pulls out a second place finish the week prior. So, but you know, long term, I I'm gonna say Brooks. The guy just doesn't have it this year, and um, you know, th- this is a different type of year too. We've had a a huge three month break in the middle of the season. That's never happened. So, in general, I'm just yeah. gonna stick to my guns and play John Ron, and then you know, a little bit of JT, a little bit of Brooks. Not gonna go to Rory or Bryson or Xander just for the ownership. I just I'll I'll pass. Okay, yeah, um, definitely have some agreements here. Uh, yeah, obviously all these guys, again, like I always say, they're the most expensive for a reason. They're the best players in the world. So, you know, um, as far as I'll get, obviously, anyway. So as far as my, because it's just like I said, before, you know, other weeks too. I'm planting my flag big time, especially for this major. You know, I'm making whatever, quite a bit of lineups. I don't know exactly the number right now, but at least 10 lineups and uh, you know, I'm planting my flag in each range really on who I'm picking. And then I'm just obviously changing the combination of players with each other for the lineups. And hopefully, you know, they all play well. So I have a great chance to profit of course. So, but yeah, for me, you know, I totally agree with you on John Rahm at 10, five. He's a California guy. Like you mentioned, um, really don't say anything else. Obviously, yes, he had a poor week last week, one at the Memorial, but I think it's John's time. I think he definitely will contend here, and I like him a lot to win. Um, So he'll be – he's one of my core guys as well. Um, You know, I just think he's going to get it done. I mean, you know, I just – compared to some of these other guys, I just have the confidence in him over – you know, Rory just doesn't have it. Bryson – I mean, of, of course, if he plays, you know, I'm not going to play Bryson, but if he ends up up there, I won't be surprised. And with Rory, of course, but I just can't play him. I just don't think they're going to play well. I think they both could – I don't want to say miss the cut because they're just world class, but they definitely – one of them could anyway. So I'm fading both Rom and Rory for sure. JT, I am going to fade him completely. And it's just because I just really like Rom and – you know, I know Xander's ownership's going to be high, but I'm playing Xander. I just can't just – I don't know. I just have a feeling he's going to play well and just he checks a lot of the boxes for me this week, and um, which, you know, no wonder. And he is a West Coast guy as well, and he's been in great form. He always competes at the majors. And then, obviously, Brooks at 11,100. I'm not making the mistake of not playing him. He's going to be in at least half my lineups. Um, he'll be paired up with Rom. He'll be paired up with Xander. But, yeah, those are the only three I'm playing in this range. So, three of six. I am fading JT completely, planting my flag. And the reason is, is I, you know, he's more of a Bermuda putter. So, that's just kind of the only argument I can make against him. But I want to say this is, last week, he manages to do it, but – he was in a lot of trouble a lot of times, you know, and either he'd hit it, spray it off the tee, and this is what he's known for. Sometimes he can be really accurate and dial it in, but 
other times he really sprays it off the tee. He's not the most consistent guy off the tee. And Rom has a lot more accuracy. Same with Xander and, and Brooks when he wants, when he cares and wants to play well, which again, I just think Brooks really cares. I mean, you can just tell this last week, I just could see the fire. I just think he uh, really wants to win and prove. He just has always a chip on his shoulder when he like in these tournaments and, he might, he might not win because it's tough to go three times in a row. That's just historic craziness, but in a major field with all the best players in the world. But I'll be shocked if Brooks is in the top, you know, I'd say 10 or 20. But I, um, I just think Rory and Bryson might miss the cut or finish way outside the top 20. So, But I think Rom, Brooks, and Xander, will, you know, preferably for me, I think they're all going to end up in the top 10. So that's what I'm hoping for. I have the confidence they'll do that. Um, so, and they just check all the boxes. And yeah, I just think they're going to get it done. I actually bet Xander outright. Um, Brooks, I didn't bet, but it's just because I wanted to bet a lot of more guys. Uh, I decided to bet, well, I don't know, like six outright players, which I'll get to the rest of them later. Because I could have just bet Brooks, but I just, if he wins, you know, great. Um, he'll be in a lot of my lines, but for outright, I didn't bet him. So, yeah. Anyway, Rom, Brooks, Kepka, Xander. I'm planting my flag. I think all three of them play really well. I think they all will be right up there come Sunday. So, and then obviously, yeah, JT. I'm fading Rory and Bryson, but JT, I don't want to call a fade. I just think he just won. It doesn't mean anything. He could very well win a win back to back weeks. Um, but I just, I just like Brooks, Rom, and Xander better. So, anyway, we'll move on. But uh, yeah. As far as the 9K range, Nick, just, well, actually, if, yeah, we'll just do 9K range real quick. Just give us if you have any plays in this range that you like. Yeah, two of them really stand out to me. But before I say that, I just forgot to say the last time is that Bryson, we used to think of him as the mad scientist, you know, tactician. He's going to play the whole scientifically the best way with all the angles and this and that. He's kind of not doing that anymore, <coughs> you know, like yeah, he's, he's just, just kind of ripping, ripping. And yeah. this course, you're going to have to be tactical. You're going to have to, you know, think your way around it. And I feel like Bryson's kind of becoming a meathead, just smash it off the tee and go from there, which, hey, I don't, I just don't think it's going to work here. But moving on uh, to the nine Ks. Um, first guy that I really like, I, I bet him outright. Um, I think – He's certainly not going to go under-owned. He never does, but I just feel like his game sets up great for this kind of course. Patrick Cantley, 9,400. I got him at 28-1. to Um, Yeah, he's obviously, you know, really good off the tee, great irons, solid scrambling. He's he's literally solid everywhere. He's not, like, top five in anything, but he's, like, top 30 in everything, so – Hey, I, I just feel like he can do it all, and that's what you're going to need at this course because it will expose your weakness. And I just don't think any of his weaknesses are all that weak. So, hey, why not? And then uh, I'm going back to him. 9K, Dustin Johnson. Going to be chalky too, but a lot of my teams are going to start off Cantley, so Dustin will be the second man in. So I feel like my lineups will be a little bit different that way. And so, you know, I'm willing to eat the chalk because – Overall, my team's a different type of build. Um, yeah, Dustin, obviously, pair of 80s at the Memorial just looked like garbage and flips the switch, 
goes under par in the 60s every single day at Memphis last week. And I just feel like, you know, it could have been a fluke. You know, he, he said he had a back injury. Maybe he really did. And, you know, he got over it. So I just feel like the world-class player of Dustin at 9,000, you might be kicking yourself if you don't play him. I mean, just remember last year at Bethpage, he was right up there neck and neck with Brooks. So don't be surprised if DJ's competing Sunday afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, as for Webb and Tiger, I'm not playing Tiger. It's just his back. My rule of thumb is, although we all love to play Tiger because, you know, he's just, you know, the face of the PGA Tour, his back just, it's just not going to be as loose and as free-flowing as when it's hot and humid. So no Tiger for me. And then Webb, this course seems like it could be Webb's kryptonite. Just he's not very good off the team. I think DFL. For Webb. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about DFL, but yeah, missed cut for Webb. Um, just he's not very good at the 200-yard-plus shots. He's more of just a pin seeker from about 150. So I just feel like this course is, you know, just not for Webb. You know, he's still a great player. It's just this course is, you know, it's just not favored to his type of game. But, yeah. Yeah, obviously there's only four guys in this range. But, yeah, my favorite play is Dustin by far. I'm fading the other three, though. Cantley, I see why you like him for sure. Um, I just think that uh, for me, honestly, it's kind of an ownership thing how you were on Xander. I think Cantley's ownership, I mean, it's just always high. And I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you actually really like him because, you know, I'm pretty sure you made a comment the other day that you don't think he's that great of a player and stuff. But And that's kind of how I feel about him too. So I just – it's. I mean, I think he's he's obviously great. I mean, he's good, but I just uh, I like Dustin the most in this range at nine k. And then, obviously, like I mentioned, I like three guys at the top, so I'm just playing them in all my lineups. So I just really, I just don't really like this range, this small range here. I just uh, there's quite a bit of guys I like in the eight and seven k. So, but yeah, definitely I agree with you for your strategy. It's definitely a differential to pair a couple nine k guys. I haven't. I think that'll be, you know, a low-owned combination. So, but for me, yeah, Webb, obviously I mentioned, just said DFL. I don't, of course, he's not probably going to finish DFL, but out of all the guys up here, 8K and above, I think he takes last out of all of them. So, um, this is, I agree, I think this is Webb's kryptonite course. He's not great off the tee, and he's already not, you know, well, first of all, too, I think this makes a little difference. He's his best putting surface is Bermuda, so this isn't Bermuda. Um, and I just think his form is kind of shaky lately. I mean, it's pretty solid, but it's a little shaky since the restart. It's not like amazing, um, like you know. And and for his price, I just think I just like some other guys a lot better. Um, Tiger, it's going to be obviously in the sixties. The weather's going to be too cold for him. You know, he might even – I just expect him not to play well. Maybe he squeaks in the cut, but I won't be surprised at all if he misses the cut. But, yeah, Dustin, he shaved his beard at 9K. You know, he obviously had a little bit of a rebound last week um, before two really horrible finishes, one including a withdrawal after round one. But, uh, yeah, um I'm going to have a little exposure to Dustin, but I definitely don't – I'm not as high on him as you this week, but I definitely – you know, I want to mention that I, I think the rumblings going around too is these roughs are like Beth Page. So, 
Obviously, if Dustin competed at Beth Clage, you know, he could easily do it here. Um, but, yeah, I like Dustin, but Woods, Cantley, and Simpson I'm fading. I just think they're all – I think Cantley will make the cut, but I think Simpsons and Woods are going to miss the cut, and, um, like I said. So, yeah, but Dustin's a fine play. I'll have a little exposure. So, we'll move on to the 8K range here. There's definitely some guys I really like, uh, but I'll let you start off, Nick. Is there anyone you like in this range that you're going to play? Oh, there is somebody that I really, really like. And and uh, I'll just tell you his stats before I, I give away his name. Um, this guy, his irons, yeah, me too. his irons have been super hot. I mean, just one of the best in the world. Um, his scrambling, you know, it can be okay up and down. Some Sometimes he gains strokes. Sometimes he loses to the field. And same with the putter. But surprisingly, his driver, this guy, in 2020, he's played, it looks like, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. About 12 to 15 events this year. And he's never lost strokes off the tee. And when I think of this guy, I don't think of him as a great driver. But the stats show otherwise. And that's my man who came through for me. At uh, workday, Colin Morikawa. Obviously, he's a Cal guy, you know, this course right in his backyard. He's played it a ton of times. But the thing is, Colin's weakness is his scrambling. I've been saying that, you know, if, if he's not on the green, he probably isn't getting up and down. Well, these greens are so big that, you know, his irons, his irons are so good. A bad iron shot for this kid is like 40 feet away from the hole. And the greens are so big that he's going to, you know, just a bad shot's still going to be on the green just far away. He's not going to spray it ever. He's just literally, I think, the best iron player in the world. So I love Colin. Um, I'm hoping his ownership doesn't get too high, but um, I'm sure it will. Yeah, that's be. the guy I was thinking of. I love Colin. Too. I love Colin. You know, it's his first major as a professional. I mean, he's played as an AM before, but hopefully the pressure doesn't get to him. Uh, maybe with the no fans, uh, he won't be feeling it as much as he normally would. But, you know, he got a win under his belt just a few weeks ago. I think he has the confidence in himself if he's up there in the lead. And, uh, yeah, I really like Colin. And then next on my list is um, I think this guy – like I've been saying he's a top 25 player in the world for this whole year, but now he's just, you know, really since the last six weeks or so, he's really starting to show it. That's my man, Daniel Berger. Um, another great iron player, just great all around. I mean, not much more to say about him. And then just that I'm tempted. I'm very tempted to play Decky at 8,200. That just seems like a steal. Great iron player, obviously. Um, However, I'm a little bit hesitant of his off the tee game, so I'll definitely have some exposure to Decky, but just not too much. And then as for my fades, um, I'm gonna fade probably Jason Day, which just that's only because I bet him outright. I just I stole him at eighty to one, so I just feel like with that under my under my betting card, I don't really need to play him in DFS. Works as a hedge a little bit, and then. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not buying it with Fowler. I mean, I was shocked that he was up on the leaderboard for as long as he was last week, and then sure enough, he blew up on Sunday. 
And then Fitzpatrick's just been putting too good. He just – I'm just – with the statistics that he can't sustain that. And then I, I kind of think a sneaky plays Patrick Reed. You know, it's going to be a tough course, and although he's not playing the greatest, we're not going to be surprised if we see Reed up on the leaderboard come Sunday. So just to recap, my plays that I really like Morikawa and Berger, and then uh, I'll have some exposure to Hideki and Reed, maybe a little bit of Hovland too. All right. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you right away. Colin Morikawa is probably my favorite play on the slate. He's going to be in pretty much every lineup. Um, I saw the same thing you did. And, you know, Colin, I haven't played him actually that much this year on my lineups. But this week I am not. Hopefully, like you said, the pressure doesn't get to him, which with no fans that should help with that. But obviously – like Dustin said in an interview, you know, the pressure's still there. But I think Colin's ready to compete here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, off the tee, he's, like you said, surprisingly gaining a ton of strokes. His around the re- green game is his weakness. But, these, like you said, I mean, I really don't have to say anything more. Um, the greens are huge. His iron game is, you know, top five in the world for sure, if not the best maybe, arguably. So, at right now, but uh, yeah, I'm totally in on Colin. I bet him outright as well, so I really think he's gonna contend here. And then, um, as far as I am gonna have some Jason Day exposure, I also got him um, on an outright as well at 80 to one. So I like Day. I'm gonna play him a little bit. Um, he's just been playing really well lately, and I just think I don't know. I just think he's gonna play well again and you know he might not win but I think he's gonna make the cut anyway and it's, I like the value it you know he's playing good finally so yeah I'm gonna have a little exposure today um other than that I agree he just you know obviously last week I didn't play him and he played pretty well but I I agree with you I don't think he just doesn't, um, you know, I just don't believe in him either. Um, I just think he's – I just like some other guys a lot better, and I don't think his course is going to be great for him anyway. Um, Fitzpatrick, yeah, he's due for regression with that how hot his putter's been. Obviously, he's accurate off the tee. But, again, you know, I just think he's more of a Bermuda putter too. So, I just – you know, 8,100 is – uh, you know, um, ownership's going to be probably higher than it should be. So, yeah, I'm off him. Hideki, just too inconsistent for me. I'm off him. But if he if he ends up playing well, of course, I won't be surprised. I'm, I'm fading him. I just like Colin Morikawa way too much. I like Day quite a bit. And, yeah, I totally agree with you. Patrick Reed at 8,000. I really think he's sneaky. He's going to be low-owned because of his inconsistency and struggles. I think he's going to be pretty low-owned. And at only 8000 I think that's a pretty good price. Um, I think Reed, you know, at these tough tracks, he plays well, and it's a major. He, You know, he wants to be the villain out there and, you know, try to win and take it from everyone else. And, you know, he's going to care. just kind of like Brooks. And so I just really like Patrick Reed at 8000 you know, um, Obviously, he's been shaky off the tee of his irons, but, you know, he also can get really hot, and he obviously 
gets really hot with the putter too. And um, I just think, you know, I'll have a little exposure to Reed. I'm not going to go all out, but he could easily play really well. So other than that, everyone else I'm fading, Hovland and Berger, I get, you know, why you like them, but I'm going to fade them. Um, Hovland for sure. Berger, yeah, I mean, I just like some other guys more. You know, that's really about all I can say. He's obviously – his form has been amazing. But then Hatton, the weather, it's going to be a lot shittier. I would play Hatton, but the winds – it's only going to be really windy the first day. Probably. I mean, the weather could change, but I don't know. Just Hatton to me, obviously, even if the weather's nice, he can play well. But if, if the weather's really shitty – and he obviously has an advantage over a lot of guys. And, you know, I just, I just, again, I just don't think he's going to play that great. Um, you know, and sometimes he blows up and that could be this week, to be honest. So I just, yeah, basically the only guys I'm playing in this range, I like Reed a lot. I like Jason Day quite a bit. And I like Morikawa a ton. He'll be on pretty much all my lineups. So, yeah, that's uh, all I got for the 8K range. So, Definitely some agreements there and disagreements. But moving on to the loaded 7K range with guys anyway, who are you liking in the 7K range? Nick? I mean, yeah, this range is insane. Um, however, I feel like there's a lot of traps here, and I'm, I'd be careful. Proceed with caution. Um, so it's just to start off, Tony Finau, 7,900. Tony just seems really to compete in the majors. I mean, we all think of him as a Sunday choker, but hey, I mean, at the end of the day, at this price, if he gets 12th place, that's still a great finish. So Tony, obviously he can do it. Played horrible last week after playing so good for the last few weeks before that. But, um, you know, I'm willing to take a stab at Tony. I mean, I'm playing a ton of lineups, so it gives me a little flexibility to just kind of get some exposure. But I'm not going to have him define my week. I definitely wouldn't. If I was making one lineup, I definitely wouldn't play him. And that goes the same for Gary Woodland. Um, I pick, put them right together. Um, just if you're playing a lot, get them in there because they can compete. And if you're playing one, don't play them. Um, then we got Adam Scott, a guy we have not seen for months now. And he's no stranger to just showing up and winning. I mean, heck, he did that at Riviera. You know, he, he won at, like, the Australian Masters in December. Then we don't see him until February, and he shows up and wins at Riviera. So, hey, like um, like my dad said, he said, if Adam Scott is, is up at the top of the leaderboard, he's not shocked, and more importantly, his fellow competitors aren't shocked either. So, Adam Scott, I, I like the chance, taking the chance on Adam Scott, actually. Um J-Rose, obviously playing horrible, takes the week off at Memphis. Who knows if he's going to come back better. I'm going to say you don't have it, J-Rose. You can't fix all those problems in just one week. I mean, look, it's taken Jordan Spieth two years, so good luck doing it in one week. I'm not playing J-Rose. Jordan Spieth, obviously the game is starting to come together a little bit. Maybe. Um it's going to be a tough course. However, I just – I love Spieth too as a as a player, but I just don't think he's for me this week. Um, he's he's pretty pretty terrible at 200-plus yard shots. Uh, he, he sprays them all the time. It's, 
his hybrid is not his friend. Let's put it that way. Um, then we got Tommy Fleetwood, and I like Fleetwood. You know, he comes back at 3M, and I'm not on him. I say, that, you know, it's his first week back. He's rusty. Sure enough, he's rusty. He misses the cut. Then we see him at, at uh, FedEx last week. Gets a little bit better. Finishes 35th place, dead average. Now I feel like his game is ready to go. I mean, I don't feel like he's ready to win. I mean, I feel like I want a guy who's been playing five or six tournaments before this that can actually win. But, Tommy, I feel like he's pretty locked to make the cut. I like him in cash. And then uh, that goes the same with Abraham Answer. Obviously, he's been playing just lights out since the restart. He's really coming into his own. Um, great iron player, solid off the tee. Um, hot, and co- hot and cold with... Well, mostly cold with the putter, but um, I just feel like he's always going to hit the green. He's never going to have to scramble. Kind of like a, just a little bit poor man's version of Morikawa answer is, and I really like him. Um, Sung JM, I'm not on the Sung J train. I know he improved last week, but it was all putter. And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to be playing much guys below here, but the ones that I do really like is my man – Scotty Scheffler, the dude is a stud, 200 plus. He's always hitting those greens and two par fives, you know, the second shot, 240 yards. He hits that green and he, you know, he just takes away a lot of the big numbers. So I feel like this course sets up really nice for Scotty. He's great off the tee and his long irons are good. Um, same with Harris English. I feel like that is that price a mistake? I mean, we should see him at like 77, 7,800. So 72 that's a bargain um harris has been playing lights out too i mean he's gotten like four top 20s four top 25s in like the last five or six weeks so i just feel like how can you not play harris english i checked his stats yes he's gaining putting every single week but the thing is he's gaining everything every single week he's just playing really good and those are the guys i want on my team and then another guy who's been playing good that I'm also going to sprinkle in um, is Kevin Streelman. He's also really good, 200-plus. Um, obviously been playing good the last few weeks. He almost won back at Travelers, I think. But um, Kevin's just – he's playing good golf. And, again, that, those are the guys I want. And as for my fades that I just feel like, you know, these guys you, you just should full-on full, full on fade is uh, – is going to be Brendan Todd. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I know he's playing okay and all, but if he can't handle the pressure at just some no-name event, I mean, it's a WGC, but still, it's like who really cares about the WGC at the end of the day? He's, You know, if he's doing anything, he's not going to be able to hold up there. Paul Casey, just his games in shambles. Coocher, this course is just too long for the cooch, unfortunately. And then Phil. Phil's just not going to find the fairways. So don't play those guys. And then that does it for me. All right. Yeah. Um, to start off, yeah, Harris English at 7200 I mean, the price is off for sure. I think it, he's going to be pretty popular, but uh, – I'm willing to eat that chalk on him. I like English quite a bit as well. You know, he's accurate, just solid all-around game. So I think he'll, you know, make the cut anyway and probably play pretty solid. So I like English. 
Yeah, I'm actually surprising you were okay playing them too. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing is I have a little gut feeling, you know, and obviously he checks the boxes too. But yeah, I'm also going to be playing a little bit of Tony Fino. Um, I think I think he's going to play well. I mean, I think this track sets up great for him and arguably he's pretty solid out west. You know, finished six at the Farmers. It was a while ago. And then Waste Manager runner-up. But obviously he has a – but, yeah, even last Masters, I mean, he was right up there. So he, uh, you know, he contends. He might not win, but for only 7,900, you don't need him to win. I mean, um, I just think – and honestly, I have a gut feeling that everyone says he's never going to win. And I bet you, obviously, like they say about Fowler – but I think Fino's going to get a win pretty soon, and maybe it's at this major. I mean, probably not, but I like him to play well anyway. So I like Tony quite a bit. Woodland, I was back and forth on Woodland, and I decided I'm going to fade him. I just think, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's not as good on the West Coast, and obviously he could easily definitely contend here but i'm i'm gonna fade him i just like a lot of other guys better uh, i decided i'm not gonna play any with them because i'm really trying to plant my fat flag i'm making like 15 lineups and i want to have a smallest core as possible so um yeah woodland's not for me this week but you know i don't want to call him a fade but adam scott i'm gonna have i might have him on a few teams i'm not sure yet he's kind of one of the last guys i'm trying to decide but yeah Obviously, like you said, Nick, I mean, his competitors and himself aren't going to be surprised if he's right up there in this tough track, you know, windy conditions. So even though he hasn't played in a while of competitive golf, but I'm sure he's been practicing. So I think Scott could play really well. I honestly think Scott's either going to finish right up there or he's going to finish towards the back. So but I might have him on a couple teams. Um, I might take that chance as well. Rose, his game just isn't there right now. Too inconsistent. I can't trust it. You know, he's getting out of his prime, I feel like, as well. Um, he obviously can still compete, but like Phil sometimes. But he's just, you know, he's getting older. I just don't think Rose is going to all do that great. But, yeah, I am playing Jordan. You know, maybe it's a bias, but I don't think so. Here's the thing, is that he's starting to really find his game slowly but surely. He actually gained a lot of strokes of his iron, surprisingly, the last few weeks. Um, and then his best putting, so according to the stats. Um, so I just think, and these greens are big, so even if Jordan, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing, Nick, for me. With his hybrid, yes, he's not as great as club, but if he hits it on the green, you know, he's a great scam scrambler if he somehow misses it. And off the tee, he's been hitting actually a lot of fairways, a lot more than he did before. He's getting better, and he competes at the majors. Here's my one biggest thing is last year at Beth played, Beth played Black, he was in contention, believe it or not. So Jordan just, you know, he, he can – compete with the best of them in the really tough conditions and I'm glad that it's tough because Jordan's a grinder I'm playing a lot of grinders and Jordan's going to be on my lineups at 7700 because to me I think he's going to play well I think 
You know, he's getting better all around game. He can hit it 30 feet away from the hole and he's going to bury a few of those putts just like Reed will too. So that's why I like Reed. I just think both of them, they compete at these tough tracks, you know, major championships. So I like speed. Um, I will be playing some Jordan. Uh, Fleetwood. I mean, for me, I'm not going to play him, but I, I just think, I just like some other guys better. This range is pretty loaded with a lot of players and, you know, Fleetwood's a for cash. Yeah, I agree. He's a safe play, but I'm not gonna play him. Um, Abraham Answer, same thing. I'm not gonna play him, but he's been really hot since the restart. Um, Sung J M, just not quite there right now. If his game was like how it was earlier this year when he was really hot, playing great on the West Coast, I would maybe play him. But right now, he's just not quite there. Showed a little improvements last week to me. Just. No, just got to get a little – got to see a little more from him. Phil, obviously great finish last week for Phil. You know, I but he just – like you said, he can't hit fairways. And I think you can't just he, – he actually bombs it. He bombs it, but you can't – you can't just bomb out there, um, you know. And I just think he's probably going to – I'm not going to, you know, stay on the tracks here that he's going to have another great finish. I just don't see it. I just want to quick ask you, what'd you end up deciding with Louie? Because I think I'm just going to fade him, actually, even though I had some early interest. Um, You know, we all know Louie. Like, obviously, like, we wouldn't be surprised if Louie got second place again. I mean, he's gotten second in every single major before. Um, But, like I said, this is just a different year where it's like, you got the have and the have not since the restart, and Louis just he he ain't there. I ain't playing him. Okay. Um, are you playing any Sergio? Yeah, I'm gonna no? be playing some Sergio. Um, just you know, of some exposure for sure. Okay. He's been great off the tee. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, I want to quick mention too about Jordan Spieth real quick is that he also. You know, um, actually, hold on. I'll get back to that. Anyway, as far as Mark Leishman, Lowry, Kuchar, Casey, and I'm not going to go through every guy, but yeah, I'm fading all these guys. But I do want to say, actually, I remember now. I just lost my train of thought. As far as Jordan, he's going for the Grand Slam. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> so I just think he has a more of a more of a motivation like Rory does at the masters. And I know Rory, I think he'll eventually get it as well, but I think Jordan's going to get eventually get the grand slam too. I mean, so he's going to have that extra motivation and he's, and he's starting to play well. So he might not win of course, but you know, I think he's going to contend. So anyway, that's another, just another note there, but uh, yeah, Mark Leishman, I thought about him a little bit, but his game just isn't there right now. He plays good and, you know, it's going to be windy a little bit and West Coast and plays pretty solid. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he contends, just like you said about Louie, but I can't play Leishman because um, I got to plant my flag somewhere on some guys. So that's really what it comes down to. Same with Shane Lowry. The conditions aren't going to be tough enough for me. Obviously, they don't need to be tougher to play well, but I'm just not going to go back to him. We had, we had exposure last week. It worked out. But I'm not going to go back to him, even though he can compete in majors for sure. 
It might be a mistake on my part, but I'm going to fade him. Same with Kucher. He's just really starting to, you know, I mean, he can definitely play well. He showed improvements the last few weeks. I mean, he can make the cut at least, but I just – I like other guys better, and he's starting to regress as far as his overall game, just getting older. So, Casey ain't making that mistake. He's not playing well at all, so no thanks. Matthew Wolf, that's a pass. Brendan Todd, same thing. I ain't trusting this guy. I don't care how he's playing. He's just, you know, he's probably due to have a bad week at this point. So, I'm off Todd. He can't handle the pressure. Ches Reavy really paid for us last week. His ownership's going to be too high for me. And I just want to say, a sneaky play that I really like that I am going to, it might it might be a horrible pick or it might be a great pick. And that's going to be Bubba Watson at 7,400. I'm going to play some Bubba. He gains a lot of strokes off the tee. You know, he just kind of like Jordan. He had a little, you know, bad stretch. But if you just look back out, Earlier this year, out west, he had some really good finishes, and I and last week he was solid. So, and at the Memorial, I mean, he's tough track Memorial, tough track, thirty seconds. So I just Bubba at only seventy four hundred. Here's the thing: he has the upside like Jordan. Bubba can win this tournament. You know, he won the Masters. He's a, he's a major champion. He could win another one. So I like Bubba quite a bit. And then Billy Horschel. I actually don't play this guy much, but I kind of like Billy Horschel as well. He's been in great form, checks a lot of the boxes. So I think I'm going to play some Billy Horschel um, as well. Neiman, just not quite ready for me. Um, Stenson is an okay play. Um, It's just he played well in his first tournament back, but – I'm not sure if I'm going to have any exposure, but he's an all right play. Same with Scheffler. Not sure if I'm going to have any exposure, but, yeah, um, I totally agree with you why you like him. He obviously great 200 yards plus. He bombs it, so he's playing well. So, On really came through for me last week, but I think he, you know, I I just don't trust him again. Oh, yeah, other than that, I'm not going to go through any really anyone else. I'll just give my plays. I actually like Christian Bozenhut at 7,000. Bozenhut quite a bit. He's been playing really well. He actually competes in these tough tracks and tough fields, so I like him. Um, obviously, Richie Rosinski's in great form, but I can't trust it. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm fading everyone else. Um, obviously, I really like English as well. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll move on to the uh, 6K range here. It looks like Ryan Moore has withdrawn. I believe someone else withdrew. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can't. Oh, Vaughn Taylor as well. Those two guys withdraw. But yeah, Nick, is there any dart throws or, or guys you like in the 6K range? Because I have a couple. But I'll let you. Start. Yeah, I've got a few. Um, but before I say that, I just saw some breaking news i mean it's not breaking news but i heard it on a podcast earlier thanks to uh the fantasy golf degenerates so you can get you guys can thank them for this one but uh webb simpson's caddy paul tesori will not be on the bag this week due to like injury or illness either way webb's not going to have his normal caddy and apparently paul paul tesori reads a lot of the putts for webb so um 
just keep that in mind. Just another reason not to play web. But um, anyways, for my 6K plays, I, I mean, I just want the guys who I've seen it over and over where they can hit those long iron shots. And and uh, that is uh, Luke List. I really like him. He is 6,800. Yep, like um, my boy Carlos Ortiz, he's pretty far down there, 6,300. And then another guy who's been playing really good, who like no one's talking about this week, 6,200, Mark Hubbard. Um, he's had two bad finishes his last two times at Memorial, and then he had a withdrawal. But like before that, he was like one of the hottest guys, being chalk every single week. Um, my boy Gooch, 6,400. I mean, he's starting to get it back together. I can't fade him because I know he's a great iron player. And then... Uh, Lucas Glover, 6700 It's like the guy misses one cut, and then they just drop his price by like 2000 or $3,000. So I think that's just, just asinine. I mean, his finishes since the restart, 23rd, 21st, 20th, 21st, 38th, and then missed cut. And uh, his price was just slowly working up and up and up and up, and then he finally got to like 9 k something at the 3M, which was a horrible field, but... And then he busted, and then uh, now his prices dropped. So I like Lucas Glover. And, uh, yeah, basically uh, that's about it. All right, so I am going to be – I like List quite a bit as well. Um, one guy that I was interested in, but I just look, I just found out some things on my model and I just didn't check out. So I'm fading – I was a little interested in Joel Damon, but I decided I'm fading him. Um, but, yeah, one guy I actually really like that burned up. But he's been playing really well, and he's actually really good on the West Coast. Um, and that's Ryan Palmer at 6,900. He's really accurate off the tee. You know, he can get hot everywhere else in his game with the irons and putters. So I like Palmer quite a bit. Um at 6,900, I actually am going to go back to him and hopefully he doesn't burn me like he did before. Um, but yeah, other than that, a lot of these guys, like I said, I really like Luke List. His ball striking has been really solid. Long, You know, these tough, long tracks, he can play really well, so I'm going to play him. Actually, one guy that I really like as well, Nick, that I don't play a whole lot, but, you know, and his form has been okay. It's not, like, amazing, but it's been decent this year. And, you know, he can compete in these tough events. You know, he obviously, if he's up there, he usually chokes, but he still manages to finish out. And for only 6,700, I like that. And that's uh, Keegan Bradley. I'm going to play some Keegan. I don't see why not. He checks a lot of the boxes for me. Um, you know, he's actually really good from long distances with his irons and these tough tracks. So I actually like Keegan quite a bit. And then another guy that I might throw, I might just because I kind of had to, I had to go down to someone. I'll just mention some other guys that I'm okay playing that I might have a little exposure to. That's Jason Kokrak. I might have him on like one team just because I have to go somewhere, but maybe I'll play actually, you know, like I said, I might actually go to someone else, but he's an okay play. Um, yeah, I mean, two really cheap guys. Hubbard, I agree with you. He's playing well. Tyler Duncan, if you want to go that cheap. Um, other than that, it's really about it for me. 
Zach Johnson, if the conditions were a little tougher, I'd like him actually a little bit, but you know, um, yeah. Other than that, Graham McDowell's okay. Yeah, that's it. That's really about it. I mean, you know, Hughes, Poston, they've been playing okay. Glover, I, I'm not going to play Glover, um, but I see, you know, I agree. Why. I think he's just more of a so- southern guy. That, you know, if this was in Florida, I'd like him a lot more. But, you know, obviously he could definitely make the cut and play. He has really good ball strike. Hey, he won the U.S. Him. Open at Beth Page Black in 2009. He can do it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, yeah, I, that's it. Yeah, um, I actually heard that recently too. So, yeah, he could do it for sure. Um, you know, and if other than that, though, for me, Cameron Smith would be interesting, but he just hasn't been playing well, so I can't go there. The rest of these guys up here, I mean, Steele, Redmond, Fratelli, Sabatini. I mean, all these guys could play well, but I just. I just have to plant my flag, and it comes down to I'm gonna. The only guys I'm playing in this range is gonna be Palmer, List, Bradley, and then maybe a few other guys potentially. But those are my favorite three. So yeah. Other than that, we'll just quickly jump right. That's our DraftKings plays, picks, predictions for this week. But we'll give Nick. You have any? Uh, I think you mentioned one already. Um, well, yeah, Jason Day. Is there any other outright or bets you got? Um, besides drafting, yeah, I got Jason Day at eighty to one, Patrick Cantley at twenty eight to one, and then Harris English at a hundred and fifty to one. Okay, sweet. Um, I got Colin Morikawa at twenty, or I think it was twenty eight to one. I don't have it right on me, but I have I have Jordan Spieth outright. I have Colin Morikawa outright. I have Jason Day outright. I have Xander Shoffley outright. I have Harris English as well outright. I have Luke List outright, but that's just like a couple dollars on those guys. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's it. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else I have without. Uh, yeah, I want to say that's it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's my outright plays this week. Hopefully one of them hits and hopefully we have a solid DraftKings weeks. But yeah, that's our. Picks and predictions um, for this week's major championship. Um, there's going to be a ton of coverage. It looks like partially on ESPN Plus and then partially on ESPN. And then on the weekend, it'll be um, CBS. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if it's – is it ESPN? Yeah, it's ESPN Plus and ESPN on the weekend as well, but it's a lot less. It's more CBS. So, anyway – Really excited. Finally, we got a major. It should be a hell of a tournament. And we'll see who comes down with the trophy and the, you know, big cash prize and all the glory. So is there any other final thoughts you have before we close this Um, up? Just a last-minute tip for the listeners is that, you know, when it comes down to a tough grinding course, if you're stuck between two guys who to play, go with the guy who's got the better recent form because, you know, if you're trying to take a dart throw of saying this guy is upside but he just hasn't been doing it, go with the guy who has been doing it because if you haven't been playing your good game at easier courses, you're certainly not going to find it here. So go with the guys who have been doing it since the restart. 
Yeah, great tip there. Um, for me, it just comes down to just remember if you're deciding between a few guys, for me, I agree with you, but I also agree with going with the grinder. You know, if you know they're more known of a grinder or have experience playing well in some majors. So, but yeah, it should be a great tournament. Obviously, really excited. Not going to miss, you know, a minute of it. So, but yeah, we might have a potentially, I might have a podcast for MMA. That's obviously this weekend as well. But yeah, my main focus will be the golf. So, so hope you all enjoyed our podcast and our picks and predictions. We'll be back. So thanks for listening. And then because after this week, it looks like the FedEx playoffs begin. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. So thanks for listening. Subscribe. Thanks. See ya.